our mouths to create consonants. We can speak with our bodies, but it doesn't get picked up. Doesn't really come across on recording. All right, hello and welcome to The Nerd Degree. It's me, Brendan Bennett. And I'm Andrew Todd. And uh, we just finished recording our Star Wars special episode. It's been a long time coming. I feel like we've been waiting, building up to this episode been, for a long we've time. We've been dancing around this for a long time. Yeah. We've, we've hinted at it, but now we just went full Star Wars. That's right. Uh, December 2015 just seems to be the month where everything is Star Wars, and rightly so. Yeah, and we, we actually had storm, real live stormtroopers in the studio uh, while we were recording. That's right. It. it was like they were threatening us in case we, if we got a, bad, a wrong answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. We they would have forced choked us. Yeah, because or or shot us, just uh, missed us. We would have been safe. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, have a listen to this episode. Uh, the next episode that you'll hear after this is uh, our Star and or Wars episode. So if you are not into Star Wars, then the next episode is going to be about things that are specifically not Star Wars. That's right. Like the opposite of Star Wars. Yeah, um, if, there, if there is such a thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, enjoy this episode, and then we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> You'll cut that last part out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Nerd Degree! Hello, hello, and welcome to The Nerd Degree. My name is Brendan Bennett, and I will be your host for this episode. It is December, and that means it's time it's the time when all good little boys and girls are eagerly anticipating what they will be receiving at the end of the month. Will it be a treasure or a lump of coal? Of course, I'm talking about the release of Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, also known as Nerd Christmas. <laughs> Tonight, we will be celebrating with an episode devoted entirely to the Star Wars franchise. I've assembled some of uh, the... Uh, some Star Wars experts. It would be fair to say. <laughs> some Star Wars. Some, I, some Star Wars experts. And I, like an ITO interrogator droid, uh, am going to slowly hover towards them uh, with needle-like questions outstretched until they tell me the location of their nerdiest secrets. So I have two teams uh, joining me. Uh, if you guys would like to introduce yourselves, starting here. Hi, I'm Century Chan, um, and I'm a member of the 501st Legion. Hey. Yeah, nice. Uh, hi, I'm Andrew Todd. Uh, I write for a website and magazine called Birth Movies Death, which uh, is also having a special Star Wars issue this month, with some writing by the director of Star Wars Episode Eight in it, which is exciting. Mm. Um, and I've asked you to form you into teams uh, based around Star Wars band names, so what is your team... Uh, we are New Order 66. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, New Order 66. <laughs> and over this side. Uh, my name is Ben Allen. Uh, I'm an improviser and a writer for Gameplay. Mm, that's Th the whole thing. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Thank you Ben. That's and uh, my name is Jeff. I'm also an improviser and uh, recently showed my children the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh. Well, I mean, we can discuss at length what order you did and should have shown them those. Um, what is your team name? Uh, we, uh, well, yeah, there we are a few options. Yes. We quite like Daft Punk. Um, <laughs> but I think yeah. we're we, we like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> or X-Wings, Midnight Runners. But uh, we're going to go with uh, U2-D2. <laughs> All right, U2-D2! <laughs> And we are also joined by Dan Bain in the box. Dan, how are you doing? I'm going well, thank you, Brendan. It's very exciting to have finally discovered that knowing heaps about Star Wars is not enough to get me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to have a pane of glass between you and the real experts. Uh, so Dan is going to be keeping track of the scores and also uh, giving us our uh, sponsors because, of course, we have uh, valuable sponsors for each round. Dan, why don't you give us one of the sponsors right now? Certainly. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to uh, welcome our first sponsor to uh, the Nerd Degree tonight. Friday night is party night at your place. You've got your iPod on shuffle and your playlist is cranking and ready to kick this night into high gear. But, oh no, just as your guests start to show up, your battery dies and the party's over before it's even begun. Does this keep happening to you? Maybe next time you'll go with the guaranteed long-life battery of the Palpatine MP3 player. Palpatine's MP3 players, quite operational when your friends arrive. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It was a long journey to that one. <laughs> Starting the and show off. They right. are all approximately that way. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Okay, uh, so I've, I've come up with, I spent the last week coming up with Star Wars questions and I thought I would make them as obscure as possible, but then I heard these guys talking uh, before the show and I'm terrified that they're going to know all of the answers straight away. So rather than asking this, uh, I was going to ask you uh, a question to decide who goes first, but instead I will let the team that can do the best Wookiee impersonation go first. <laughs> Jeff, can anyone can anyone top that? Uh, there we go. I don't know. I've got uh, a cold, so maybe I can give it uh, a try. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's safe to say I that you two do who is going Jeff takes it. Jeff takes it. Give it to Jeff. Our first round is the nerd quotient round, where I will be asking uh, trivia questions. In this case, Star Wars trivia questions. So you two, D two. Uh, this is so. Uh, before I get into the main question, what's the currency used in Star Wars? Uh, Republic credits. Mm. Well, that's in the prequels, and mm. then uh, imperial, imperial credits. credits. Yeah. yeah, I'll accept that. Galactic credits. Mm. Galactic credits. Um, but where on Earth can you spend Star Wars currency? Ooh. Uh, I presume in uh, George Lucas's home. <laughs> Does he Shop. sell things in his home? You arrive on Skywalker Ranch. You have to check all your, your money at the door and get issued with his his, his credits. It's a great tax dodge. It's like, like a it's like a strip club. Collect your credits. You get you get your money converted into okay. <laughs> we'll put it in the, the twilight. And, and then and then you go in and George Lucas is there. Uh, okay, is I'm cutting that one up there. Do not do not tip the gun. Is there like a bureau to change at like Cape Canaveral when the astronauts come home and they swap their galactic credits back into Earth money? Um, so no one's got the actual answers. Is anyone? I, Sam? I do believe. I think um, they released uh, actual currency Star Wars coins in Nui. That's absolutely right. Um, here it is here. Uh, in New Way, they had commemorative Star Wars coins uh, printed, face value $2. Uh, and, of course, you can, uh, anyone can collect them, but only in New Way can you actually spend them at their face value. It's worth uh, a trip just to, just to spend money that yeah. has the emperor on it. <laughs> yeah, interesting. They were made in the New Zealand mint because New Way uses New Zealand dollars. Ah, so it's a New Way hope. <laughs> New Order 66 <laughs> Why was the Mos Eisley Cantina filled with jizz? Um, well, uh, apart from just everybody being really excited to be there um, It's because the, uh, the cantina band plays a genre of music uh, known as jizz um, That's, that's they, correct They're called the Jizz Whalers? Is that am I, something? That's, that's not the name of the band that uh, my research brought up. All oh, right. Uh, can anyone tell me the name of the band? Figuring Dan and the Modal Nodes. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, but I was going to say that the cantina was full of jizz because hand shot first. <laughs> um, what, what species are the uh, is Fig Dan Figuring Dan? He's Biff. He's a Biff. He is indeed. He has, um, he has two hearts. Just after the like that's, that's so they can really feel <laughs> yeah, the, music. Feel the music. <laughs> Wait, does that mean they're Time Lords? Is this, is this some kind of crossover going on between the franchise? It means they can play uh, syncopated music really easily because they have like uh, two sets of rhythms going on. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I, will give, <laughs> I will give massive points to anyone who can name any other members of the band other than Figur and Dan oh, or yeah. what instruments they play. Um. Is, it, is, there an om, is there something called an Omnibox? There is an Omnibox, yeah. played by Tech Moore. <laughs> yeah, I think there's also a clue horn. There's a, yeah, Figure and Dan himself plays the oh, clue, plays horn. The clue horn. Okay. But my favourite my favorite thing that I found while researching this is that Liren Khan plays second clue horn. Oh. <laughs> second <laughs> clue horn. He was always just trying out for first clue horn, but they, that, that bastard had tenure. Yep. Uh, there's also uh, someone on Bandfill, fan, Fanfar. Doremian Bishnaquel. Um, and as you said, the Omnibox. Okay, uh, you two, D2. Mm. Why might Greedo have been more comfortable on a llama? 
Um, hmm. I don't know. Do, Ro- do, do Rodians like ungulates? I don't know. <laughs> well, that, um, that sentence sounds like complete gibberish. <laughs> do do Rodians dream of electric sheep? Um, um, I don't know. Is it, is it, is, would he, would he be like, like riding on it? Would it be like something to do with comfort? Do they have sensitive bottoms? <laughs> 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 yeah, but if you have a sensitive bottom, choose a llama. That's yeah. what they would oh, say. Oh, I mean the llama fur. It's so... It's so, um, so on a llama. Well... Th- with a llama? On a llama? With a what's llama? the connection between Greedo and llamas Greedo is what I'm asking. Oh, right. Oh, is it, his, is, is, is it something to do with his mouth? Like the way his mouth articulates? It is, is it to do with to the way his mouth articulates. His, his mouth is like tiny and, and the lips are at the front. So like Specifically, spitting. the language that he articulates... Oh, is he speaking Peruvian? <laughs> he's not. He's speaking Quechua, which is a South American language. Ah, wow. So this was before the days where they were, like in uh, Game of Thrones, where they would hire a linguist to create a, a language. They'd just be like, ha, no one will know that we just stole someone else's language. Uh, um, cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay uh, this next question, New Order 66. Why did Qui-Gon Jinn risk losing his beard every time he made a phone call? Oh, um, I know this. Um, it's because, uh, the, the, hilariously, the prop uh, that he uses for uh, the communicator um, with which he reports back to, to the Jedi Order that uh, Anakin has, like, midichlorians or some shit in his blood... Um, <laughs> Is like, that's, that's exactly what it says in the script. <laughs> <Yeah>. Amazing. <laughs> He's got many chlorians or, or, or some shit in his blood. Um, is uh, a lady? It's like a filler shave, ladies. Uh, yeah, like a lady shave, shave. like a lady yeah. shaver. There yeah. it is. Yeah. There. Yeah. It is an actually a sensor XL razor for women, <laughs> with a couple of extra bits attached to it. <laughs> yes. Now I will give extra points if anyone can tell me any other props that were repurposed. In, within Star Wars or from other places? Uh, um, the communicators in the original trilogy were like... Um, what were they? They were like... Wine corks or something? Wine corks? <laughs> they they definitely look like it. IG-88, the bounty hunter, shows up all over the place. His head is used in multiple... Like, it's in the Lars's kitchen as their food processor and all kinds mm. of crazy stuff. It's in the background of Cloud City Junk Pile and it's in all the places. Um, yeah, Gonk mm-hmm. is a spray-painted trash can. <laughs> well, yeah, well, two um, spray-painted trash cans. <laughs> the, the, the TIE fighter uh, pilot's helmets were... Uh, the rebel pilot's helmets with the Stormtrooper faceplate attached and then spray-painted black because they didn't have money to make new ones, so they just combined those two things mm-hmm. and made them into Is that one. true? Yes. You say it like it's true, yes. but... Look is it, it true? I might, have, I might have been the AT-AT drivers. The guys in the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, I, so I've, I have one about Bosk. Oh. The bounty uh, hunter. Is it the reptilian um, guy. his costume? Yes. His, oh. his outfit is... Um, oh, oh, it's Luke's, Luke's jacket from the middle ceremony. Is that what it is? No, it's like... No. Is, it, is, it, is it like an English... Um, Did he? It is, because it, like, it was filmed in England, and there was something else. It's like else. an old military uniform. From Doctor Who? Oh, no. Oh, yes. No. Yes, oh, uh, so... Uh, Bosk's costume is actually a reused costume from uh, the classic Cyberman episode Tenth Planet <sighs> on Doctor Who. Nice. And uh, it was reused again for the A-wing, A-wing pilots. <laughs> and uh, here is IG-88. Uh, his head was part of the distillery in the cantina. Um, the component itself is actually the combustion assembly from a Rolls-Royce Derwent jet engine. I don't know if this one's true, but apparently the budget was so tight on the first Star Wars movie that in the, in the, when the Tusken Raiders show up and uh, they knock Luke down and they go, and raise their arms above their head, that they just film them go like that, and then they just replay it back and forth a few times <laughs> to save on film. So that just that, that is, it is true that it's back yeah. and forth. It's not for budget reasons. I think they just didn't get the shot properly. Yeah. It's a lot of the, yeah. the Stormtrooper weapons were made out of uh, World War II weapons as well, so... Yeah. Yeah. They dismantled them first, yeah. and of course, um, just added bits yeah. onto them. Yeah, and of course, in the prequels, they recycled um, ET by having him appear in the um, in the Senate scene, which was obviously shot on a practical set. You know, they recycled him by remaking him laboriously in CGI. Um, Liam Neeson, as well, was an actor that had appeared in other films. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it looked totally like they were, it, it looked like they used Timur Morrison a lot. <laughs> 
Okay, well, that, that brings me to my next question, and this one is for um, whatever your team name is. New Order 66. New Order 66. 66. Come on. Uh, so over there, you'll see a, uh, a helmet. What kind of helmet is that? That is a clone trooper helmet. First generation clone trooper. For the uh, first generation listeners at home. Um, so what is it about that clone trooper helmet that is inaccurate for episode three, Revenge of the Sith? Um, I'm going to guess at this one. Okay, you're going to guess, I'll and then some, and then Sin's going to say. <laughs> um, I'm going I can to, tell on his face. Um, <laughs> I'm going to to uh, suggest that perhaps there is some kind of uh, uh, like re- receiver for special Order sixty six related <laughs> instructions. <laughs> I don't know, mm. Sin. <laughs> Uh, Sim, okay. tell me. I'm going to guess that the uh, visor is different. And instead of that shape, it's like more like the stormtroopers. That may be true. This, I've this, got this, a guess as well, Brendan. Yes? Is it that it exists as a physical object, whereas none, <laughs> of, the, none of the clones in episode three did? That's absolutely correct. Yes, there were no actual uh, stormtrooper or clone trooper armors made for episode three because they were all computer generated. I thought they were all CG in episode two as well. <laughs> that wasn't the question. <laughs> <laughs> he said episode three. Let's move on to the next question uh, for trick, before my, before my you know I sometimes have to cover up for the fact that I don't know everything about this. U two D two. Yes. Why did Yoda? Almost drive a stake through the Emperor's heart. Did he, did he confuse Empire with Vampire? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is based on an early draft of the screenplay. Uh, is it because uh, Yoda, when he was fighting Palpatine, didn't have a lightsaber? He had to use his yaddle stick, and so he tried to. He was fighting him with a stick. And so at the that end, would almost drove it through. I know, that would have been awesome. Been so much better. It would have been so cool. Stick versus lightsaber. I mean, short fight, obviously. <laughs> you know, and no Yoda in the sequels. We would have found out it was Yoda. <laughs> you know, we would have found out it's like Yoda's brother who went to Dagobah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's, that's not it. No? no. New Order 66, any ideas? Stick through the heart. Um, it's based on the script. Yeah. Huh. His name. Um... Was his name originally Yoda Van Helsing? <laughs> Close. His name was originally Buffy. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was then, in a, in a later draft, it was changed uh, to Yoda, but he had a first name. Does anyone know what his first name was? Dave. <laughs> his full Bill, name? Bill Yoda. <laughs> he worked at accounts before his Jedi calling. His first name was Minch. Minch Yoda. Minch Yoda. Uh, follow-up question. How many toes does Yoda have? Two. And one at the back. <laughs> Two? <laughs> so is that another way of saying toe. three? Well, it depends on whether or not you count it as a toe or a vestigial claw. Well, he's got two legs, right? So then yeah. he must have six. How many toes per foot? So you're saying six? Three. S- three, three. On it, three on each foot? Three. Uh, can you guys... I'll go with three. Yeah. You are right. partially correct. Uh, does it... What? <laughs> Yeah. Three okay. and a bit. He has three toes in the prequels. Oh. In he has no toes because Frank he's Frank oh, Oz's hand. He's yeah. just Frank Oz's hand. No, no, he has four toes. He has four toes in Empire. Uh, but three toes. Presumably uh, because Lucas always intended him to fit him to have three, but didn't have the technology <laughs> to achieve a three toed Yoda. Um all right. Uh, New Order 66. Why did Graham Moff Tarkin have such a cushy time on set? Because he was played by Peter Cushing. <laughs> You're correct. Like, I did make a pun in the question. I, um, I, I appreciated it. Um, he, but he, he had a more comfortable time than, uh, than others. Because he demanded lots of tea? Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, uh, he was... Uh, such a big star that he got his own trailer and it it had its own trash compactor in it. <laughs> I mean, no. Can I, Jeff? All, all of his scenes take place on the Death Star sets, so he wouldn't have had to go to any of the exterior locations. He could have done it all in, like, one location. That's, that's true, but beyond that, uh, he did the entire thing wearing slippers. 
uh, oh. because his regulation imperial boots were too uncomfortable. So he insisted they be shot from uh, uh, to cut out his feet, and he wore slippers uh, the entire time. If he was cold, they could have given him like something nice and fur to hold, and it would have been a grand muff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we can add some laughter and post. That brings a whole delight to him when he's issuing orders like to blow up planets and have Princess yeah. Leia killed and stuff, and he was wearing fluffy slippers. Yeah, if we could just zoom out just a little bit. They're like animal slippers or something like something ridiculous. Bunny, bunny <laughs> and, yeah. Probably the first Star Wars novelty slippers that ever existed. Pure Wookiee. <laughs> was he wearing pants? <laughs> I can neither like confirm far, nor how deny. How far did he take that, it? That how far did he take it? Until I recognised your your foul stench. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was actually uh, Tarkin. Yeah. I don't think Tarkin's you can take him seriously, could you? If you're trying to deliver a serious line and you're standing next to him with slippers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it would enable him to sneak up on people in the ship. Like, he'd come up like, "What are you doing here?" He's <laughs> like, "Whoa, didn't hear you come." Okay, next question. This one must be for New Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. Uh, who have we got? Uh, so. What's the age difference between Luke and Leia? Would be measured I'm guessing in you mean like in the, in, in the actual in, film. Yeah. Like in I'll, I'll give you points for any kind of answer that okay. you can give that's accurate. Oh, um, I mean, I would imagine it's measured in seconds or, or minutes maybe. Mm. Well, probably not seconds. That's a bit ridiculous. But well, actually, uh, I timed it last night. Oh, right. <laughs> does that, does oh, that scene take um, place in real time though? It could be like... It could be like a, a, a hard. Like, well, jump to be cut. fair, because of the angle, you can't tell exactly when they're burning. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm complaining. You haven't, yeah. you haven't watched the director's cut. Yeah. yeah. George will fix it with CGI. You can reenact the special edition. Work it out. <laughs> um, all right. Um, uh, it's like it's like. Uh, so in the fir- like, in the film, it's, like it's 34, seconds, seconds, uh, 34 seconds when they're they're, they're born apart, but. The University of Leicester, the, uh, the physics department, have their own theory on the age difference between the twins in, by the end of Empire. Yeah, well, that, that's accounting oh. for um, Einstein's theory of relativity because the amount of time they spend flying around through hyperspace, um, obviously Leia would have spent a lot yeah. more time flying around than Luke would because, because he would have on Tatooine. He would have aged normally, whereas Leia would have travelled through space at hyperspace repeatedly presumably on many diplomatic re- missions slash rebel, rebel missions, and so she would have aged slower. So by the time the Empire came around, I'd say there'd be a couple of years, potentially. I'm going to give you a lot of points for that. Um, they calculated it as 1.75 years apart, mm. um, and it was, yes, to, drew, due to the relativistic nature mm. of space travel. Um, they have quite a long explanation that I am not going to read. But like, Luke's, Luke's been on Tatooine the whole time. The two sons have got to play havoc on your, you know... Skin on your paws, surely. Yeah, your complexion's going to be yeah. completely yeah. ruined. I mean, that, beaten. I think that explains why uh, Obi Wan aged all the way from Ewan McGregor to Alec Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> that and the blue milk. Yes. Oh, that'll do weird things to you. Mm. All right. Now, there were many actors who auditioned for roles in Star Wars. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is one. I'll give you points if you can tell me any others. Um, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, yes, went for Han Solo. Uh, Christopher Walken. God, well. that's the one I was. Allegedly, mm. yes. Mm. Kevin Spacey <laughs> would um, be. Well, he, he just did. He just I, did performances. Yeah, I think we're getting into the Saturday Night Live parodies. Yeah. yeah. Um, Robert England uh, uh, and Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Al Pacino yes. would have been brilliant. Um, Man, that would have as anything. <laughs> <laughs> Who did he audition for? Uh, I believe it was Han Solo. Oh, God. Isn't Tom Selleck also? Oh. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds was, I think, yeah. their first choice for Han Solo. Yeah, Tom, Tom Selleck was originally going to be Indiana Jones. Oh, okay, Harrison yeah. Ford yeah. just flew in and stole that one That's as well. Yep. Oh, okay. He just had something against guys with mustaches. <laughs> um, not, not Lando, though. You 2 d 2 Yes. Uh, why do we have Yahoo to thank for the casting of one of Star Wars' most distinguished actors? Yahoo. The internet search giant. Mm. That's not what I said, <laughs> but... Why do we have Yahoo to thank? Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, well, no, no, no. Uh, was it um, Sir Alec Guinness? It was to do cast? with him, yes. He, he, he didn't want to do the film, but then one of his children or grandchildren 
said that they wanted to see a, see a movie they could watch with him in it. He definitely hated it the whole time he was on it. He wrote some quite famous letters saying, oh, I'm in this film, it's terrible, you can't say anything, but I must think of the lovely money. Like yes, yeah. the letters he wrote yeah. were amazing. He yeah. wrote one about how the film was fairy tale rubbish, um, but, <laughs> uh, but it, uh, you know, the director was called Paul Lucas, and it was starring Mark Hamill and Tennyson Ford. <laughs> or, or possibly Alison Ford? <laughs> <laughs> he was so drunk the whole time <laughs> putting a roof on my house well that's right so uh, he uh, he didn't really want to do it but he was he wanted to earn some money so that he could do a play that he was really interested in called Yahoo oh. uh, how long did he work on Empire two days it would have been like a day or not two days of long. shooting yeah mm-hmm. uh, that's not the answer no I'd, I'd say a day or less. Alec Guinness negotiated to film uh, for, from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yep. <laughs> in exchange wow. for one-fourth of a percentage of the movie's total gross. Wow. wow. So four and a half hours' work netted <laughs> yeah. him millions and millions of dollars, and including his descendants now. That's uh, awful. Wow. Are still it's making like, money. Um, I, read, I read somewhere that... Uh, and this this isn't this isn't Star Wars related. I'm sorry, but uh, like um, Hugo Weaving for his role in Transformers as uh, as Megatron, Megatron, um, he would like he'd be like doing a play in in Sydney or whatever, and he would go in and record all of his lines in one afternoon in a sound booth. Um, he, whenever he did this interview that I read, like he had not met Michael Bay. Um, and he was just like, "Yeah, it's a good gig. I don't, don't I don't know what happens in the movies." Um, <laughs> and, but you can't tell in the performance. It's just so real. All right, uh, I want to move on quickly. Uh, so uh, here's a true or false question. Uh, in the uh, Force Awakens trailer, uh, we see a glimpse of the first female pilot in the Star Wars films. True or false? False. 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 I believe that there are female pilots in that have been added. Uh, well, first of all, there's a female pilot in Episode One in uh, the the Naboo battle. But there were also they filmed a bunch of them in Return of the Jedi, and then they cut all of them out except for one who is still in the film, but she's dumped over by a dude. Yeah, that's the one. Ah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everybody that has seen that like a pilot would go, "Oh, that's a guy." But no, look again, it's actually a woman <laughs> with a guy's voice that they just dumped over the top of her. Yes, Uh, well done, Ben. You get all of the points for that one. Uh, Which brings us to the end of our Nerd Quotient round. Uh, So, going over to you, Dan, what are the scores? Well, um, you just gave Ben all of the points. I mean, (laughs) there was a a figure of speech. I took it 100%. (laughs) 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 So I scribbled out all of the other points and just wrote all of the points. Okay. New Order 66 has three points, but U2-D2 is well ahead on a massive seven points. All right. Give him a round of applause. (laughs) All right. And our next round is the quotes round. Uh, Dan, who is our sponsor? Ah, the quotes round is brought to you by many dead boffins. Now, traditionally in the quotes round, I will read out a quote and uh, everyone will have to guess, uh, finish the quote or uh, guess what movie it is from. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, one word from a quote and uh, I'm going to challenge, ring in if you can finish it. If no one gets it from one word, I'll give you two, maybe three, but I don't want to go beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, here's the first one. Strike. <laughs> Andrew. Me down and I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Correct. <laughs> Boring. Conversation anyway. Correct. Would. Would someone. Would someone get this walking carpet out of my way? Correct. (laughs) (laughs) This is scary. Okay. F. F. They. Follow. Standard. If they follow standard imperial procedure, they should dump their girls just before they go to light speed? 
Then we'll, then we'll just float away with the rest of the garbage. The Correct. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you will. Jeff. B. You will be. <laughs> Not the quote I have. That's um, right, though. Die. <laughs> you will never. Uh. You will. No. You'll no. never find. Yeah, more Richard Hyde and Skim and Villain. Correct. But disappointing. Four mm, words. Yeah. Four words. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> I was going to go down to Toshi Station to pick up some power. <laughs> Correct! <laughs> Keep. The change. <laughs> Not the one I have. Yeah. Um, keep your. Keep your eyes on the road <laughs> and your hands on the wheel. Yeah, which was the advice that that um, speeder trooper ignored. Yeah. Um, keep your distance. But don't look like you're trying to keep your distance. Fly casual. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. And. I don't know how to love him. <laughs> what to do, how to move. Jesus Christ, Star Wars. Like sand. Go on. <laughs> it's rough and coarse and gets in everything. It gets everywhere. Gets not like you. Not like you. <laughs> You're smooth. <laughs> Everything's soft and smooth. Yes, and that, that, that um, brings us immediately to our next challenge, which is the George Lucas romantic dialogue round. <laughs> um, so that, that, that uh, line, I don't like sand, it's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere, not like here, here everything is soft and smooth, um, which is Anakin's amazing pickup line. Um, I want you to provide some equally romantic dialogue, but if instead of being on... Uh, what, what planet are they on? Tatooine? Naboo. Uh, Naboo. Naboo. On Naboo. Uh, I would like some dialogue if they were on Hoth. I don't like Hoth. It's cold and frigid. Not like you. You're warm, cuddly, moist. Well, okay, too much. I don't like Hoth. Whenever I go to sleep, I have to crawl inside a larger creature than me. Not like you. You, I can just sleep next to. Okay, what if, what, if, what if he was giving his pickup line on Dagobah? I don't like Dagobah. You never know if the residents have three or four toes. <laughs> Not like you. You have five. I checked. I like feet. Sid. I like your hair. It's kind of... Like these swampy reeds. <laughs> that, I'm just checking that is actual dialogue that was cut from the movie. Um, okay, what about if it was on Mustafar, the uh, volcano planet? I don't like lava. It literally burned my legs off and, and rendered me uh, so, so far gone that I had to have a mechanical suit to even survive. Not like you. You're dead by that point. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, hey, baby, why don't we... Ah! 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 Could be interpreted different ways. Um, all right, uh, speaking of planets, who can spell the Wookiee homeworld? Andrew. Yeah. K A. S H Y Y Y K. Kashik. Kashik, correct. How many how many films does it appear in? Episode uh, three. Just the one, oh, yeah. I believe. Oh, wait. Unless you count the Star Wars holiday special. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a film. That's Which not I do film. not. I do You're not. You're damn right it's not a film. <laughs> it's an abomination. <laughs> and yeah. Okay, um, let's, let's, uh, let's bring an end to that uh, sequence of rounds. Dan, a score up it. Update. 
absolutely. The uh, New Order 66 have done a good job in catching up. They're on 10 points, but U2D2 still stays in the lead on 12. U2D2. Now, guys, I'd just like to take a moment now, and since we're thinking about Star Wars, does anyone have a, a Star Wars memory that they'd like to share? Yeah, I remember, I remember going to... I went to Return of the Jedi in, uh, when it came out, when I was about seven. First of, all, first of all, the first memory I have of going to Return of the Jedi is we went to Return of the Jedi and it was sold out. And I remember feeling really strongly like the seven-year-old me equivalent of, what is this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> because we couldn't get in. So we had to come back the next weekend. But then my, my strongest memory of watching that when I was a kid is not being able to look when Luke was getting electrocuted by the Emperor. I was, like, I was literally covering my eyes going, I cannot watch this. This is too terrible. But he, he's doing that okay. So, <laughs> he that bounced right. back, we yeah. think. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, anyone else? Um, when, I was, uh, when I was at school, I um, uh, managed to con my teacher into letting us watch Return of the Jedi in class time by saying it was educational and about space. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and history. I mean, it was a long yeah. time ago. And, and so my whole class watched my uh, video, videotape from the TV uh, uh, VHS copy of um, Return of the Jedi. Yep. Um, you, without some of them having seen the other movies. <laughs> yep. It was important to, back in the day, tape it on, when they would always play it on like a public holiday mm-hmm. when they didn't have ads. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> top tip for if you are planning to record <laughs> Star, yeah. Star Wars off the TV you, onto you, your VHS. Or Betamax. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that anymore. Uh, um, so my, my, one of my most enduring memories is when I was a kid, I remember seeing on TV the making of Star Wars. And mm. it was amazing. Like I'd never seen anything like it. And the thing that stuck with me the most was um, the bit about the uh, sound effects that they had uh, done by the amazing... Uh, Ben Burt, um, who just was incredible in the way that he would find um, different things to replicate the sounds. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you some sounds from Star Wars. First of all, I want you to ring in and tell me what they are, but then I want you to try and tell me where the sound came from or how he made the sound. So uh, I'm hoping that we have uh, sound coming through. So let's hear the first one. (laughs) Not... That was figuring Dan on the Omnibox. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Here, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a, a blaster. Yes. Firing. yes. And it was uh, it was it was Ben Burt banging on uh, like a a piece of wire that um, uh, like a uh, like a. Can, yeah, it was the, the it was the guy wire for a radio yeah. tower. In fact, that's right. a picture of it happening uh, right there. Um, okay, uh, let's have a look at the next one. Here we go. Sin. I think. So that was a Tie Fighter. Correct. And from memory, was it a shaver inside a? No, that bowl? was Qui Gon Jinn's communicator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was that? And um, uh, it's it's an elephant yeah. call, isn't it? Right. It is yeah, a yeah. slowed down elephant mixed in, mixed with cars driving through the rain. Very specific. Wow, oh, he's very okay. Here's here's one. Um, that's uh, is the eighty eighty. Correct. Is it from? Uh, I don't know what the. I don't know where he got the sound from. Did he go out and record the Battle of Hoth? Was that, <laughs> <laughs> just on the that, doc, that documentary? Time. Actually, when you oh. hear it, like without. It, Oh, it's like it's. Is it like an industrial piece of industrial machinery? It is. Like um, a priest. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was a, a factory that cut uh, sheet metal, yeah. mixed with uh, the door of a dumpster that was outside his house. Yeah, it sounds mm. like when when like uh, people dump like bottles into their mm. uh, recycling bins or something. I recognise the sound from Eight Mile, the seminal rap film starring Eminem, where he's working in the. Uh, Press. Yeah, you're very cool. Yeah. Okay. Here's the <laughs> <laughs> this is the wrong show. <laughs> so that was Chewy laughing. Yep. Or sniggering. Yep. I'll, um, I'll accept general answers on Chewy. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. Not sure Can you play it again? it was from. Uh, yep. Yeah. Here we go. 
It sounds like some kind of animal. Is <laughs> a gorilla in there? He's, he's a, yeah, he's a mix, he's a mix of animals. It, he has a mix of animals. Uh, bears, lions, camels, badgers, <gasps> walrus, and rabbit. Mm. Um, but the deadliest of all is man. But they actually yeah. found that uh, depressed animals were the, were the best. <laughs> so Chewbacca is a combination of depressed animals. Oh, That's why he's my favourite character. <laughs> um, all right, how about this one? That's the yeah. Tuscan Raiders. Yep. And that was me. <laughs> um, again, I, would start, I was going to say, war, I, I get a feeling that walrus is like in there a lot in Star Wars, but I'm not sure about this one. Um, it was a brain donkey. A donkey, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, here's one. <laughs> it's General Grievous. Yep. Oh. Um, it's... Yep, Andrew? Um, I, well, I, he was voiced by a someone in the like animation staff of, of ILM? Certainly someone on the staff. Oh, God. Because it was going to be Gary Oldman, and well, then he... The... Pulled out because of some dispute about um, how terrible some, it was. Uh, yeah, how terrible <laughs> it was. There was some kind um, of credit problem that he pulled out. Or just one of the sound designers? It was, in fact, George Lucas. <sighs> he had a he had a cough, and they recorded oh. it and used it for General Grievous's coughs. Nice. Okay. Come on. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's out of control. It's out of control. That's that's Anakin killing the Tusken Raiders, (laughs) not just the adults, the women and the children. (laughs) Okay, so just the just the lightsaber. Where's that? Where's that from? Lightsaber sound effect. Um, That's that 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 was something in a in a metal bowl, wasn't Um, it? It It's was that an electric chamber inside the bowl. It's a fluorescent (laughs) tube uh, that's like interacting with um, like old. Tube-based TV, uh, cathode ray TV. TV. Yes, um, and it makes it makes that hum. And like when you bring it near the the TV, it goes like wall. Um, and so they just like waved it, mm-hmm. fluorescent mm-hmm. light around near it. Um, yeah, uh, waving the microphone uh, next to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they uh, were the first people to play at waving a lightsaber. Yeah, he was like the first person. Uh, awesome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how about this one? <laughs> Oh, we're getting harder is now. That the, is that the monster from the trash compactor? No, 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 no. No, it's not. Is it a, is it a, no, 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 no. Okay. Play it again, play it again. Uh, do you know what happened last time I tried to play something again? <laughs> it's a tauntaun. It's the, it's the tauntaun. Nope. It's not yep. the tauntaun. Is it a dewback? Nope. Is it a creature oh. from Dagobah? Does anyone in the audience know what it is? Yes. It is the Sarlacc. Oh, yes. Um, and what's it made of? It's a pig. It's an alligator mixed with the crew members digesting pizza. <laughs> For a thousand years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they have the it's bad pizza. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go through some real quick. These are some trickier sounds. I just want to see if you can get them. I don't know where they came from. Okay. Oh, that's a door. On Cloud City. <laughs> Specifically. No, it's a blast door. Blast, yep. door. blast door. Okay. That's the oh, stun, that's stun yeah. setting. Stormtrooper stun, yes. yes. Please ring in. Sorry. X-wing fighter flying overhead. Nope. Oh. Snow speeder. Correct. Air uh, speeder, actually. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more. <laughs> Andrew, that's the Gonk Power Droid. Gonk. The no. best droid, the best no. droid in the whole Star Wars. No. All Correct. All right, that brings us to the end of the round. Dan, what's the scores? Um, <laughs> sorry, am I, am I putting you on the spot? Do you have other jobs you're doing? Well, I'm trying to drink this beer. But <laughs> uh, you guys talk Star Wars shit. Uh, but no, in a weird twist of fate. Uh, both teams are on 17 points. Give them a round of applause. <laughs> it all comes down to this our final round, the debate round. Of who course, is our, who but, is our sponsor? Well, yeah, good, yes. Sorry for our sponsors. Well, no, our sponsors would be angry if, uh, if we <laughs> neglected them. The, uh, this round is, of course, brought to you by Organa's private investigators for when you've been looking in all the wrong places. <laughs> Alderon. 
places. <laughs> All the wrong places. So in the in the debate round, uh, I will give you a topic, and one team will have to take the affirmative, one the negative. Uh, so our topic is that the Empire were the good guys. Now I would like uh, you two D two to take the affirmative. The Empire <laughs> were the good guys. Empire were the good guys. And New Order 66, I would like you to take the negative. But oh. they weren't the good guys. Oh. Good luck with that. Okay. Um, so I will give you, you'll each have a minute to state your case, and then 30 seconds for rebuttal, and then a closing statement. So, U2D2, what have you got for us? Well, let's not forget how the Empire came about. It came about over a, a collection of uh, greedy one percenters trying to uh, keep more than their fair share of tax and not pay the uh, Republic. And that sparked a massive war uh, in the th- with the threat of an outside attack. Certain concessions had to be made, but people valued their security. And so they were happy with it, and they voted them in, and so they got what they asked That's for. That's right. It was, uh, it was chaos. And they imp- imposed a necessary order on the universe. And there were a lot of benefits that came with it as well. Firstly, mm. um, clothes shopping was a lot easier for everyone because you could just go with grey and you'd always be in style. And, like, uh, obviously, um, there was a, a career path for young people growing up on planets could just join the Imperial Academy, not being shiftless layabouts on moisture farms somewhere. And there was a real, you know... Sense of, of progression. You could, you could eventually you'd have four red squares, and then you get four blue squares. And, <laughs> and let's not forget the, the financial benefits, because with the amount of money that they were spending on manufacturing Death Stars, Carillion Cruisers, Star Destroyers, there's a lot of job creation. There's a lot of job creation. There's a lot of job creation. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. And now, uh, New Order sixty six. What do you have to say to prove that they weren't the good guys? <clears throat> well. Sure, the Empire created a lot of jobs, but the Empire was possibly the worst employer in galactic history. Uh, their armor and their, uh, their vessels and everything about them is really, really poorly designed. The ergonomics of the Death Star and Star Destroyers are just terrible. Like, you've got those people uh, working down in the pits on the bridge of a Star Destroyer. Like, how do they get out of there? <laughs> do, they, do they even get out of there? No, like, no Darth Vader's just, just walking around. Like, they probably have to take their breaks on the, like, on the job. Um, um, they terrible. definitely didn't think about, um, you know, hygiene for their workers. I'm wondering if their sand troopers had poor conditions and they had dirty costumes and they had a trash compactor, like, right there in Death Star that <laughs> anyone had access to. Yeah, and so, it seemed like the, a really big, like, kind of open chute uh, leading to it. Like, and there's, there's, like, shit living down there that could have gotten out at any time. It does seem unsanitary. Um, and, like, you know, you talk about a career path, but ultimately the promotion structure in the Empire is very inflexible. You're never going to get to the top. You're never going to become Emperor because... The moment you get remotely close, the Emperor is just going to electrocute you with his, uh, with his wee willy winky fingers. <laughs> Dangerous working conditions. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. Uh, 30 seconds of rebuttal. Look, when you're ruling an entire galaxy, there's no time for inefficiency. You don't need a handrail in the Death Star. <laughs> sure, Darth Vader choked a lot of underlings to death. Some people call that an Osh nightmare. I call that proactive management. That's what that is. And you talk about the hygiene and trash compactors. There were multiple trash compactors on the detention level, and that was organic recycling that they were going on there. They had they were they were making an organic giant worm farm in those trash compactors. <laughs> and there. they could all be shut down from a single computer console because yeah. that's efficiency. And you talk about a promotion structure. Darth Vader created a massive fast track for people to become admirals during the entire hunt for Solo. Like he made four admirals in a row. So let's. Let's not talk about it being a dead-end job. <laughs> All right, thank you, you two, D2. Uh, New Order 66. I don't think you, you can really talk about Darth Vader creating jobs when he's literally murdering <laughs> everybody who, uh, in order to create those vacancies. Talk about redundancies. Um, he's literally straight-up killing people. Um, I think, uh, I think it, really, it really comes down to, would you want to work for the Empire? And... I personally would not. You never see, you never, like, if there are any benefits, you never see them. You never see, like, what kind of, uh, like, cafeteria they have on the Death Star. Like, if it was good, like, they'd be, like, they'd be showing that shit off, right? <laughs> you know, whoever, whoever the, the Empire's uh, cafeteria staff are would be, like, 
vaunted across the galaxy. I mean, let's look at the individual jobs, for example, like the scanning crew. They get to push boxes around. <laughs> and the, I mean, yeah, stormtroopers, they stand around for most of the yeah. time. They, they definitely do. We've got we've got evidence of that. You see them, yeah, see them doing manual labor yeah. in, in in armor that doesn't even really let them sit down properly. Yeah. <laughs> How do they go for their toilet breaks? I mean, who, whoever designed those those costumes must be like a sadist of some All sort. All right, thank you, thank you. I'm going to have to cut you off there. Finally, closing statements, and then the audience will decide who is the winner. You two, D two. The question that has been put to us by the opposition is: Would you want to walk, work for the Empire? The answer is obviously yes. They have not just a moon, it's a space station. They, are, they have grand plans to build. And as soon as it's destroyed, they have another one being rebuilt within a couple of years right. of the other one being destroyed. Which I must say is slightly better than local government has been doing. <laughs> All right, thank you, you 2 d 2 And closing statements from New Order 66. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, We've seen a lot of big corporations rise to frightening levels of power. Um, you've got your oil companies, your, uh, your pharmaceutical companies, and so on. And really, the empire is the ultimate huge corporation. They control everything. And we would say that rather than support the empire with its bad jobs and uh, its poor hygiene and, and lack, of, lack of respect for its employees... And the environment. And the environment. And, and life. Uh, <laughs> That you should support local business. Keep it local, keep it weird, and, uh, and, and don't murder people. <laughs> New Order 66. <laughs> okay, so now, audience, you get to vote uh, whether the Empire were the uh, good guys or the bad guys. Uh, so, do you think that the Empire were the bad guys? Do you think the Empire were the good guys? Okay. I mean, this audience is... Obviously, there's guys with guns at the back. Thanks to so. stormtroopers, you may lower your weapons. See, the thing is, we don't know that like, Darth Vader kills anyone. He could just be choking people to the point of unconsciousness. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just carried away to a recovery room. It's put them in a little helmet. It's over. It's over. You've won. <laughs> Good old Jeff Vader in the canteen. <laughs> all right, Dan, can we have the final scores? You certainly can. But first of all, let me ask you, Brendan, do you enjoy canned fish but find it impossible to eat without making a mess? Well, then you need a bib for tuna. <laughs> Ask yourself, do you want a wonga or do you want a bib for tuna? <laughs> the final scores. <laughs> After scoring a massive one point for that long final argument, means that you 2 d 2 are tonight's winner by one point. Ladies and gentlemen, you 2 d 2 <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uncanny. Um, bef before we go, I would like to say a big thank you to uh, Outpost 42, uh, which is the New Zealand branch of the 501st Stormtrooper Legion. Um, it was so awesome that we had uh, members here, including um, Josh and Kerry, who were dressed up in uh, Stormtrooper gear in incredibly hot heat uh, out on the road <laughs> waving people in. So uh, a big round of applause uh, for Outpost 42, everyone. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, that is the end of the episode. Good night. Hey, hey.